One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hello everybody poker and politics here another uh, magical day in hell world uh today was kind of funny for me uh because i accidentally uh forgot about a friend's uh, zoom birthday party celebration that I had said I was going to attend around 10 o'clock tonight, and next thing I know, it's 10.30, and then I find I remember it. And it didn't matter, because we were all, they were all cool, and we were able to uh, get together and uh, hang out. And we uh, shot the shit for a while, and then we played a game of Settlers of Catan. And the thing about this was, it, it was really funny, because the uh, start of the game... We were all talking about the game in this very high-minded, very uh, erudite, logical way where we're just really explaining all of our plays, almost as though we were doing commentary for an audience. And it made me kind of angry that Catan is not played for lots of money and is a nationally uh, known and respected game because... We sounded like poker players talking about ranges and bet sizing and uh, all kinds of other stuff like that. When we were just talking about like uh, resource management, number spreads, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the thing is, any game you can play, you can get lost in the weeds on. And me and two of the guys that were playing, uh, it's a four-player game, but me and two of the other guys... I really think that we are world-class Catan players, and one of us actually has uh, the uh, gravitas, the credentials to back up that claim. And the fourth guy, he's just a friend, and we had to get a fourth. And he did fine, but uh, in the end, I, your glorious uh, podcast host, prevailed. I was your champion. Uh, I got incredibly lucky. I made a terribly stupid mistake and uh, got rewarded for it later on in the game because 
luck-based games that happens. It is just part of the game. So that was my little ray of sunshine, as it were. That was my one little like, uh, oasis of sanity in this sea of madness that we are living in currently. And now I get to like turn it over, turn the page, and get right back to living in the terrible world that we live in. And I was distracted from uh, my friends and the uh, Zoom party by the fact that, well, we uh, threw somebody, the cops threw somebody on the ground in Buffalo and smashed the guy's head on the pavement and nearly killed him. And someone pointed it out. They actually uh, did the research, as it were. And if you watch the video, the old dude has a helmet from one of the cops, or not one of them particularly, but he has a riot helmet, a cop riot helmet in his hand, and he's trying to give it to the police. He's like, yo, police officer guy, I found this riot helmet of yours uh, on the ground, and uh, I figured I should, like, return it to a police officer so that they can have their uh, property back. And he is rewarded for his act of good Samaritanism by being uh, thrown on the ground and uh, having his uh, head busted open. Yeah, and I just watched the video, and you can see he's walking over to the cops, and he's trying to hand them the riot helmet, and they just throw him on the ground. And then he gets knocked out, and... A cop goes to check on him, and another cop's like, nah, don't don't check on him. Don't check on the old man we just shoved on the ground who is now bleeding on the sidewalk. And of course, uh, the way this works is uh, QAnon has declared this a false flag. or Again, is a segment of QAnon. QAnon is a slime engine of hundreds of thousands of lunatics who believe disparate things, they'll craft a narrative after a while and try to figure out the real truth about this guy getting his head busted open. But I can promise you that what we saw in the video with our own two eyes, that's not good enough for them. They need more than that for the truth. And that's the nature of these people. They can never accept reality. Reality is just a concept that they find offensive. They would rather believe their fantasies over reality. They would rather believe that this old man was some sort of crisis actor who was set up to make the cops look bad. Because, again, everything is about their narrative. Everything is about their worldview. Everything they do is designed to emphasize what they believe in and dismiss what they don't believe in. They have no actual morality. They have no actual desire for any evidence, any logic, anything. Because if something contradicts what they believe in, it is to be rejected no matter how obviously true it is. Because they don't operate the way we do when it comes to evidence 
and facts. As I said on Facebook, this is the reason why they think they have to educate us before we will accept the Hillary face-carving video as being real. Because they think that everybody views evidence the way they view evidence. Which is to say, evidence they support can be the flimsiest evidence in the world, and evidence they reject is impossible to be verifiable. It cannot be ironclad enough. They will always poke holes. They will always find some way to claim that what they are seeing is not true. That's how they operate. They are ridiculous. But, uh... It's just really frustrating. Having this brick wall of a mental block that these people have where they will just not accept what you're telling them. They will, you, they will not accept what is plainly before their very eyes. They've got to peel back that onion and find what the real truth is. And no matter how obvious the truth is to them, they know there's more to it. They know there's a secret underlying truth that is not being told to them. It's really scary. It's really scary that we have these people in the country and the world and that we have to deal with this sort of underlying ignorance, this pig-headed arrogance about, I know what's real, I know the truth, I know what reality is, and I will literally bend the world to my stupid will. I will not accept truth unless it is my truth. I will not accept evidence unless it fosters my conclusions. It's incredibly closed-minded. When you read and hear people say that Q tells people to think for themselves, this is the last thing on earth Q ever does for anybody. Q hardens the heart. Q closes the mind. Q wraps you up into an echo chamber where you only hear positive reinforcement and confirmation bias. That is your existence in QAnon. And it is a dark existence. It's terrible. But anyways, as I said on my uh, post about this uh, podcast, I have no idea what I was going to talk about, so I'll, do, I'll go through the subjects I posted a little bit. Uh, Titanic Trutherism. I had uh, talked to... Um, some people about this previously and they were just like what is titanic trutherism what is this ridiculous idea and the very simple concept is is that uh people um don't believe that the titanic really hit an iceberg that there was something nefarious there was something underhanded about the titanic's sinking that they want to uh undercover and the truth, they think... And there's just so many different... The thing about it, so many different ways that the Titanic conspiracy theory exists. One is that uh, there was a damaged ship, I believe, called the Olympic, and the company that owned the Titanic and the Olympic uh, switched the two of them and sunk the Olympic under the name of the Titanic in order to get the insurance money for it because the Olympic was supposedly unseaworthy and they knew this and they just gave it the name Titanic for this one because the, the insurance of the Titanic 
was far more expensive and far um, more rewarding for them if they were able to claim that it was the Titanic that went down. So uh, that was their uh, goal, their weird, evil goal. And um, so that happened. And the goal, the conspiracy that QAnon mostly fixates upon is the idea that there were these three very rich men who uh, were on the Titanic and it got sunk and they opposed the Federal Reserve because that is what these people are always talking about is the Fed, the great evil of America that uh, enslaved us to the New World Order and that uh, the main person of these three rich people and the thing is is they like to claim it was three rich guys but in reality uh, John Jacob Astor was the absolutely richest of these three guys and it wasn't even close he, he is basically in, he was basically like in the uh, Jeff Bezos Bill uh, Gates level of uh, stratospheric wealth and the other guys were rich but they weren't on his level but claim when you claim that Astor alone was the target of this uh, hit that makes it easier to like look into that guy's life and figure out what was going on with him and blah 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 and it would be easier to debunk so they throw in a couple other guys names one is Gutenberg and the third guy uh, Guttenheim and the third guy my brain currently draws a blank on but they again they don't matter and this is all a fantasy the main thing is, is that they claim the Titanic was like blown up by a bomb or something and the problem with this conspiracy theory is, is that we have numerous numerous survivors of the Titanic who all said, well, yeah, it hit an iceberg, and we thought it wasn't a big deal for a while. Then the next thing you know, they're like, get on the lifeboats, we're all going to die. And we got on the lifeboats, and some of us survived, and some of our family members did not survive. And nobody who got off the Titanic was like, oh, yeah, we heard a loud explosion in the engine room, and we saw like nefarious people in black clothing jump over the railing to their waiting escape uh, boats to flee in the dead of night, having damaged the Titanic with uh, sabotage. So, like, this whole idea that the Titanic was somehow uh, destroyed by malevolence is uh, flatly contradicted by all the survivors. Because there, there was nobody who was like, oh, we hit a bomb... Because again, when the, all the all the reports indicate that the crisis of the Titanic was very slow moving in nature, they hit the iceberg, and people were like, "Oh, we hit an iceberg. That's unfortunate, but this is an unsinkable ship. The damage isn't that bad. We'll be fine." And then, as a few minutes kept passing and more time kept passing they're like oh wait we are not going to be fine the ship is actually going to go down this is really dangerous this would be this is like in a way it's like Kobe Bryant's helicopter crashing or it would be like a plane that had a famous person on it crashing it was an accident that 
was fatal and it was tragic and random and there was really nothing more to it than that but again once you have decided that the history we've been taught is a lie and that there can't be an accident like the Titanic if the Titanic was actually what they said it was QAnon and conspiracy theorists couldn't handle it they can't handle the idea of a chaotic and random world they can't handle the idea of famous rich powerful people like John Jacob Astor dying for no good reason it's just something that doesn't like register with them like there's a plot to kill Kobe Bryant obviously these people don't just die because accidents happen there has to be something more there's always got to be a bigger reason and that's how these people operate and they're always digging for that reason they're always digging for this weird mysterious truth that it's not there there's no rabbit in the rabbit hole you can't catch him you won't find him doesn't exist and so that's your quick summation of titanic trutherism it's just the fed it's the fed everything comes back to the fed it's like uh, turtles it's the federal reserve all the way down Uh, the other thing i was going to bring up is the racism which this these protests i mean I am a white dude. I got to play life on easy mode. It's really obvious to me that that is the case. And understanding that and coming to grips with that is not hard for me, really, because I get it. I understand how the world works. But I have so many friends who, or I should say had who get angry at this idea of white privilege, who get angry at the idea that they didn't earn everything they've ever worked for in their lives, and that they are honest, determined, strong people who are good and noble, and daggummit, the color of their skin didn't help them out one iota. And it's nice to believe that, but it's not true. It's just not. I mean, uh, I'd say in the past... uh, few years I have had three times where I have been uh, stopped by a police officer for silly reasons what I mean by that is I didn't do anything but the cop pulled me over because they thought I had done something that registered enough to trigger suspicion so they figured they would just pull me over and give me a talking to Uh, the first time I was uh, driving down a highway and I pulled into the parking lot of a closed uh, business because my iPad had slid under my uh, passenger seat of my car and I hate when it does that because that's just a portal to another dimension it is endlessly frustrating once that happens for me to fish the thing out. And I was just like, 
ah, this sucks. I'm going to fish this thing out right now. So I pulled off the road, pulled into the parking lot, uh, reached down, fished around a bit, finally found the damn thing, grabbed it, pulled it, on t- and threw it on top of the passenger seat. Then I got out of the parking lot, drove down a little bit further, got uh, the, got the lights in the, in the got the lights flashing at me, pulled over, and the cop was just like, "Hey, why'd you get in that parking lot? What was that about?" And I told him my iPad fell under my seat. I just fished it out because I hate having it under the seat. And I'm not even joking. Like. Right after I showed him my license, uh, he didn't even ask for my registration. He just questioned me. When I told him what I did, when I told him that I just fished the iPad out from under my uh, passenger seat, he walked away. He was so bored by my stupid explanation for what happened. And he just looked at me and was like, white dork with his stupid technology... uh, did a dumb thing. Okay, great, whatever. I'm out of here. And that was it. That was my interaction with him. It was over in like 15 seconds. Um, another time, there is there was this parking lot. A lot of this, a lot of these incidents involve parking lots, as it were. Uh, there was a parking lot, and I would go into this parking lot to uh, basically turn my car around and then get back going on the street in the direction I needed to to go get on my way home from work. And I went into the parking lot and on my way out of the parking lot, I stopped to eat some chicken McNuggets. And the next thing I know, a cop comes pulling into the parking lot. He sees me and then he flashes, he pulls, he turns his lights on and then he's like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I was just turning my car around. And he was like, license and registration. And I gave it to him, and he went back to his car. And then I sat there for a while, and then he came back, and he was like, get out of this parking lot. And I did. I left, and that was that. And uh, third time, I uh, drove out of work, went someplace to see if they were open, went to a gas station to see if they were open. They were closed. I drove away from them, see the lights flashing behind me. And the cop was like, why did you go over there? And I was like, I was checking to see if they were open. He's like, oh, okay. And that was it. But that's three times that I was uh, pulled over by a cop. And three times a cop looked at me and was like, oh, white dude. White dude doing something that I thought was a little suspicious. But hey, whatevs. Boom. No problem at all. On your way, good sir. And... That's the nature of being white. I didn't have a raised voice. I didn't have a confrontation. I didn't have any uh, fear that something was going to happen bad in that spot. It was just uh, a cop just, just seeing if there was something to be seen. And once they saw me and all my dork glory and powerful white skin, that was it. No problem. On your way. Have a good one. That was that. So, I mean, no matter what you think, as a white person, I promise you, being white is awesome. And it is a benefit that if even if you can't acknowledge it, 
it is real and it exists and it helps. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And so it's just really frustrating. It's just really frustrating that this is the world we live in. Uh, I'm going to segue into something that I might have done a full podcast by itself, but I can't help it. I just want to talk about uh, talk about Lyndon Johnson all the way, the HBO movie about the passage of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. This is a movie that really gets into the nuts and bolts about how they had to move heaven and earth to fight tooth and nail to get this bill passed to end a lot of the segregationist uh, policies of the South to uh, force businesses to serve black people to force uh, integration and restrooms and all this other stuff uh both in this LBJ movie, both in All the Way and the LBJ movie that Woody Harrelson starred in, they talk about how uh, one of LBJ's uh, cooks or one of his staff, personal staff, was a black woman and that she would have to squat to pee in the side of the road or in a field because... If when on her drive from D.C. back to LBJ's ranch in Texas, she had to drive through the South, and there were a lot of places where they wouldn't let a black person use a bathroom, and that's that was the nature of the world back then, and it was just so cruel and awful, and uh, LBJ had to use every trick in the book, and just fighting tooth and nail to get this passed, and. Now you look at America like 60 years later and it feels like we've achieved nothing. And it's really, it's just so galling to think that like the progress that we made was so hard fought and so bitterly won. And we're still not there. We're still not even close to being there yet. It's just, it's just really frustrating. It's really enraging that we're still stuck doing this. We're still stuck just spinning our wheels like a, just 
a hamster just going in circles and it will just it feels like it's never going to change and it's just really depressing and dark but as I like to say we just got to keep uh, pushing that rock up the hill that's all we can do and uh, maybe we'll make it to the top maybe the rock will fall back down we'll have to start over again but hey got to do it got to put your back into it and just just keep working at it uh, finally, the uh, of the of the subjects, the, <laughs> the K-pop attack on QAnon. Uh, if there was ever a bunch of assholes that deserved having their stupid hashtag spammed, this this is them, and it's so great that they did this. And I hope it continues for weeks, and I hope it just drives QAnon batty. And I mean, part of it does play towards their persecution complex, but. I'd rather them whine about being persecuted than gloating about their impending killing of all their enemies. I'd rather have them sad and pouting than arrogant and haughty and banging their chests about how great and glorious they are. If any crew deserved this, again, God is it them. They so badly need this to happen to them. Because they're terrible people spreading misinformation and propaganda in service to a uh, racist, terrible goal of subjugating Americans to their will. They want to rule our country, and they believe that they will through Trump. They want to feel empowered. They want to feel special and great. And they want to uh, say racist crap like dancing Asians, like Joe M. did, because he's so clueless and stupid he just doesn't understand how the world works or what K-pop actually is because he can't do a Google search to get his answers the world's best researchers at your service here to help so uh, all that fun stuff happened so uh, I did see that I got a lot of comments on this one so let's see what the questions section is and um, LJP with fire and an SOS uh, icon says, Is it true that Melania is an alien and Baron is the new hybrid? Uh, I would say that more research is necessary. Uh, I would consult some Gematria, try to conjure up some cool numbers maybe do some compare and contrast with some videos. There's people out there that think there's a fake Melania, that there's a uh, body double Melania that shows up for some of the events, and that uh, real Melania only shows up for other events. Conspiracy theories are not exclusively right-wing based. However, the left-wing conspiracy theories are less profitable unless you are a hippie, crunchy yoga guru as the uh, QAnon Anonymous podcast pointed out, and you're just using kind of the new age QAnon stuff, mostly to attack Hollywood, because that's the that's that's their ire. And that's the thing, QAnon gives you so many villains, you can just pick one and you can go after them. Um, Pewter God uh, brings up the fact that George Floyd died three years ago, um, or he's a Freemason. I've heard so many uh, George Floyd conspiracy theories. Uh, that he did porn. It's it's crazy. It's just, they never stop. They never stop. They always have a theory. They always have an idea. Uh, Poo Anon says, Titanic Trutherism, please, please tell me it's not self-explanatory. 
Sadly, it is. You you have found out the dark truth. Uh, Nark, all underscores in between all the letters. Just a comment. I love the K-pop thing with white supremacy. Now, QAnon. Oh, a question. Is there any prominent QAnon people that are African-American? All the QAnon people I see in the, in the people comment on it are white. I have not seen a lot of minority QAnon people. I'm sure if they're out there, people can uh, bring them to my attention. The uh, most famous minority in the QAnon community would be Martin Geddes, because he's gay, openly gay, as it were. And Martin, Martin's just a interesting dude. I feel really bad for him, because, I mean... He's obviously working an angle at this point, but he just bought in on this stuff so whole hog. And he's so arrogant, and he's just so self-assured that he could not have fallen for another cult because he escaped the Jehovah Witnesses. So, yeah, he just can't see that he got suckered in again. And even if he has seen that he's gotten suckered in again, he can't get out because now he's just staked so much of his reputation on it that he's just going to ride with this thing until it, it turfs out really hard. And then we'll see what happens after that. I mean, to Martin and everybody else, when you leave QAnon, uh, my tender embrace awaits you. I am here to be a good egg to anybody who turns to uh, the side of light and truth, which is my side, because I am an arrogant uh, person who believes he's always right. As does everybody. Uh, Narc has another question. This is cheating, I think, but I'm going to allow it. To add to flight, flatline reducer, how does the longer unemployment rates and possible spike in COVID-19 cases from the protests help Trump? If there is no spike, will people say, why did we shut down all the businesses? Of course, QAnon will deny reality regardless. Taking Talking independent voters. I think this election is already over. I really do. I I just don't see what Donald Trump has going for him in any way, shape, or form that can get him out of the hole that he is in. I mean, anyone who wants to say, oh, the riots helped Nixon in 68. Oh, it's, well, Nixon was not the incumbent. Nixon was the guy saying, I'll come in and I'll restore law and order. I'll crack down and bring justice. Trump is the incumbent. He can't promise us he's going to do better after winning re-election than he's doing right now. Uh, What he's doing right now is ineffective and bad. And it's mostly because he doesn't have any credibility to talk on issues of race relations and have anyone say, oh yeah, he means it. Yeah, he's... uh, he cares about this. He cares about healing this rift. He he wants to do this. He has no moral uh, credibility. It would be like Q. It would be like Q uh, telling QAnon, "Hey guys, Michelle Obama's a woman. Just just drop it." QAnon would ignore him out of hand. They would just be like, "Oh, this information is necessary." He's just saying this to placate the media. Blah blah blah. We all know Michelle Obama has a dick. Because that's the way they operate. They they. Use Q when it suits their needs, and when they don't like what Q has to say, they ignore it. The mole children and the arrests of Evelyn and Madonna and everybody else, that was totally ignoring Q, saying that the COVID-19 
attack was Shycom instituted. They were still doing the white hat thing and the storm and blah blah blah. And they ignored Q for weeks. And then when the Mole children weren't recovered and Ellen and Madonna didn't get arrested, then they begrudgingly moved on to the Shycom plot. Because they couldn't disprove that. Uh, I totally uh, K-pop stan pizza team uh, hashtag BTS I totally missed the K-pop thing WTF from your name it looks like you got caught up to speed Uh, the real glue man uh, asks your fave K-pop bands uh, band band boy slash girl fave members Place of your first kiss. Uh, are any Antifa involved in K-pop? Will Antifa K-pop band happen? Name of your fave living dead or living pet? Why am I asking any of these things? Uh, the answer to the first one is I have no idea. Second one, no idea. Place of my first kiss. Oh, God. I'm old. My brain doesn't work very well. It was the lobby of my high school, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. Lobby of my high school. I'm going to go with that. Final answer. Uh, any Antifa involved in K-pop? No earthly idea. Will Antifa keep? Nope, no idea. Name of your favorite dead or living pet. What's really kind of funny is that my I think my favorite pet really was kind of uh, nameless. Uh we had a white cat who was fat and an asshole. And then we, uh, a family member found a black cat, brindle more than black, but uh, black, brown, all that kind of like uh, different colored fur, but it was all dark. And um, we adopted the, that cat and the fat white cat hated the brindle cat and we had pretty much just kind of uh, designated them at that point big one and little one the white cat had had a name but now it lost its name and it was just big one and the black cat was little one and uh for the first year or so big one was a asshole the little one and she just tolerated the abuse but then, little one kind of grew into her body, and she was a monster of a cat. She was, like, 12, 13 pounds, and she was just, like, just big and buff. And then whenever the white cat would attack her, she would just smack her around. And she was just chill. She was just the chillest cat in the world. So she never actually went on the offensive. And the white cat learned that she couldn't mess with her anymore. So big one chilled out and little one just kind of did her thing. And the other thing about little one that was awesome was she had massive double paws. Just these giant catcher's mitts for feet. She could uh, grab things. She could hold things that were like thumbs. She could, uh, not very often, but if she got lucky, she could uh, spin a doorknob and get herself in and out of rooms. Uh, She was just a really, really awesome cat. And uh, she was was the best. And then uh, she got diagnosed with feline HIV, but uh, she was never sick. 
she was just cool and doing all her cool things. And then one day she just ran away. I think she knew that she was dying and she just uh, dipped out. And that was it. And I mean, when she was gone for a couple days, we were like, oh, this is this is not great. Oh, I completely forgot. She got hit by a car and lived. She was the toughest son of a bitch. Yeah, she got, uh, she got hit in the head. She was fucked up. And we found her, and uh, they did surgery on her, and they uh, she broke her jaw, punctured her ear. She was deaf in one ear. Broke her jaw, punctured an ear, lost a fang, but uh, came out of it no problems, and uh, had a long life. I think she was like uh, 13, 14 years old when she vanished. So yeah, that, that cat was awesome. Great cat. Why are you asking me any of these things? Well, I don't know. Questions are questions, and I've uh, agreed to answer questions, because that's what this section of the podcast is all about. Uh, Flatline Reducer, how do you feel the pro- how do you feel the protests have affected the direction, tenor of the QAnon movement? Anything significantly new or concerning? Uh, it's end t- it's more end timesy. It's more stormy. Uh, they get excited about this kind of stuff because they think that this is because. Uh, the, at the very start of QAnon, Q was posting about how uh, there would be like Soros-funded uh, protests against the arrest of Hillary Clinton and other uh, powerful deep state uh, leaders. So I saw one guy uh, post a tweet where he was just like, oh, the military riots and blah, 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 and, and the National Guard being deployed. Q gave us the ending at the beginning, and that was all kind of funny, but Q explained why it didn't work out originally, because he said, oh yeah, I was lying to you about all of that. We were really conquering Saudi Arabia. America was just a uh, head faint. It was just a dodge to trick the deep state into allocating resources incorrectly. And now that we have uh, put one over on them, victory is ours. Uh, MBS, the good guy in the story, has crushed his enemies and uh, established a dictatorship in Saudi Arabia, and that is a good thing, says QAnon. Because, like, QAnon is uh, literally the conspiracy theory where MBS, Putin, and Kim Jong-un are the good guys and Western democracies uh, headed up by Andrew Merkel and Marcon. Uh, are bad. Boris Johnson is okay. Begrudgingly. <laughs> and and it'd be, he'd be even better if he admitted that he took hydroxychloroquine to cure his uh, COVID-19, because that stuff is magical. Um, more comments than questions. And here we go. More replies. Willis Jackson says, interview some QAnon followers about how Boom Week was when Hoover, Mathis, Hillary testimony, the wall around the White House, and how Q shared a photo of fake news calling out fake news. Uh, I wish I could interview anybody. I don't have any faith in my uh, speakers. I'll try it one of these days. I'll get on Skype and do a test run and see how it goes. But I don't think any QAnon people really want to talk to me directly. They seem kind of uh, resistant to that. Except for the guys that flood my DMs with uh, the truth, trying to red pill me. Hasn't worked yet, guys. Maybe this will work. 
Paco Bojangles. Oh, he's he's the he's the awesome. Uh, he's my hate uh, closer. So save you for a moment, Paco. Uh, Andy Parker says, "I have one. What the fuck is going on? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. That's pretty much it. Uh, good lord, it is uh, not great." Okay, so let's go uh, back to Mr. Bojangles. He is uh, an unfriendly dude who doesn't actually post any of his own stuff. He uh, just kind of does... Oh, God. (laughs) He's my hero. He actually answered somebody's uh, comment by saying, we're not a democracy, we're a constitutional republic. I love that kind of st- I love that statement. That's just the uh, the way this world. Oh, and uh, he declared that um, Megan, the uh, Duchess of Sussex, he declares that she's a guy. Because, again, all, all famous women they don't like are, are trans. That's, that's how they operate. That's what they do. And um, Pedo Bojangles says, pedophiles and those who support them? Question mark. I don't know exactly how that's a question, but um, pedophiles are bad. And they don't secretly rule the world. That's the thing that really makes me laugh about all of this, is that you listen to these people talk about uh, pedophiles and how we have these massive pedophile networks and how they rule the world, and they're constantly trafficking children and abusing them and assaulting them. And the thing is, is that how many people do you know are actually pedophiles? I mean, it is a rare thing to be a pedophile. And it's also a rare thing to be a Satanist. So to be a, a Satanist and a pedophile all in one, that's a unicorn. That is, like, impossible to find a person like that. Yet, these satanic pedophiles rule the earth. Now, the whole Satanism thing's kind of a choice. I mean, you can choose to worship the bad guy in the Bible, which is so dumb it makes my head hurt. But pedophilia is one of these... uh, things about sexual attraction and that's kind of innate in a person when people talk about uh, gays and all that kind of stuff they're always like you choose to be gay and my reaction to that is is when did you choose to be straight I mean I am attracted to women and that's just innate in me I look at a woman who's attractive and I'm like oh my god I'm attracted to that woman I would very much like to have sex with him if that was possible. And that's just how my brain works. And if my brain worked the opposite way and I saw an attractive guy, I'd be like, I want to have sex with him. And that's just it. I mean, it's just an impulse. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to make a decision about it. And I think that anyone who's like comfortable in their sexuality would say the same thing. I think that that's kind of the way it works. And I think a lot of these uh, people who hate gay people, and they end up like being someone that was that that ends up blowing the pool boy, as it were. I think it's mostly they they repress it, and as a result, they just can't 
put two and two together, so they think that everyone lives this way. They think that everyone is innately attracted to the same gender that they that they are, and to force yourself to be attracted to the opposite gender is a choice. And so they think that like if if they can do it, if they can marry someone that they truly aren't attracted to, because their brain just doesn't register that way, that anyone can, and on and on and on and on and on. They just don't get it. They just don't see it. And by the same token, children are not sexually attractive to, like, I don't know, 99.5% of all people on Earth. I mean, that's that's the thing, is that, I mean, you get into these uh, conversations and arguments where people label pedophilia as a, uh, a mental condition, that your attraction to children is beyond your control, and that technically pedophiles are not criminals. Like a child molester is a criminal because they're a pedophile who act, acted upon the desire. And you can go down that slippery slope or you can have that argument and then be called a pedo defender and so on and so forth. But I can intellectually understand the nature of it. And this is the thing, my incredibly long-winded story to get to this point, is that you are talking about an incredibly small number of people, yet everyone who makes it to the top of business, entertainment politics, everything, somehow they are all pedophiles. And this is, again, uh, turning sexuality into a choice. Uh, Turning sexuality into this thing where you're just like, you know what, I'm going to make myself attracted to a child. And I'm going to do this because I am a terrible person who is going to do the bad thing because this is how these groups, these movements work. The Illuminati, New World Order stuff, QAnon, the Satanic Panic, on and on and on. It's all about just making your enemies do things that are so reprehensible, so terrible, so unquestionably bad that it paints everything in a very black and white world where you're the good guy, they're the bad guy, and there's no possible middle ground. I stand for God and justice and truth, and I protect children, and my enemies are lying scum who worship Satan and hurt and abuse and murder children. And that's an incredibly, like, just dark and simplistic way to live your life. It's really just terrible. I mean... There's no good that can come of having this belief system that the world is so un- incredibly one-note, so incredibly dull that you can just do that. You can just pigeonhole your enemies is bad and yourself is good. Just think about the nature of how QAnon uh, processes news and they process information. This poor old man cracks his head on the sidewalk and is bleeding. And QAnon declares it to be a fake and a fallacy. And they dig to try to find the truth, to try to find the secret meaning. Uh, Donald Trump held the Bible in his hands and they were trying to decode how many fingers he had extended. 
and they linked it to a Q-drop number that talked about um, protests and the military and blah, blah, blah. And this is the thing that's so funny, is that you have, on the one hand, incidents and events and information has to be decoded, processed, analyzed, studied, scrutinized, until you can come up with the proper conclusions and uh, and rationalizations for what you've learned. But on the other hand, when it comes to people, people themselves are binary. They are either good or they are evil. And there's nothing you have to figure out beyond that. Period. If someone is a good guy, they are good. End of story. Point blank, they are just on your team. And if someone is bad, then they are a monster who needs to go to, go to Guantanamo Bay. And that's it. So, when it comes to any bit of information that they receive, they have to analyze it. They have to break it down frame by frame, bit by bit, pixel by pixel. They have to throw themselves into their echo chamber and pitch ideas to each other, and so on and so forth. But when it comes to trying to understand a a fellow human being, a a Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or Donald Trump or a Ted Cruz, or anyone, they just, there's, it's puddle, puddle deep analysis. They're either good or they are bad. And and you can't even ask anything beyond that. And it's just such a warped way to analyze and study the world and to learn about people that it's really kind of like just frightening that this is this is how they operate and this is who we have to deal with and we're creeping up on this election about five months away and it's gonna be a lot of fun gonna be a long night for those people i do believe or a long four years for america because we're gonna be fucked if it goes the other way but i just can't see it i really can't i mean I know hubris, I know pride go before a fall and all that kind of stuff, but hey, I gotta do something to make it uh, feel better when I wake up in the morning and I, I have to keep going. So, that is Ye Old Podcast for this uh, evening. I will be yelling into the uh, machine again uh, late Sunday night into Monday morning. Have a good one. Talk to you all then. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you Acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 